It's an industry that I generally love. I have a passion for. I, I, I eat, sleep. I live for fitness. No, you need to be obsessed. You need to wake up, think about it. You need to go to bed, think about your clients, think about your progress, think about what you can do better. Genuinely, like, just be like patient and take your time. Like that, that is like, you've got to take it all in, in the right steps. You've got to nail what you do in person before you go and like. I don't like to talk about fear. The fears is usually something that makes your worries real. Welcome to the Coaching Ignited podcast. I'm your host, Alex Povey. It's great to have you here. This show is all about peeling back the curtain on what's going to help you build the fitness business you truly want. And each week, we bring on a new guest to share their stories, insights, and strategies so you too can take action and apply what you learn. The podcast is released every Wednesday on all the major platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. So make sure you go give that a subscribe, guys. Now, if you're a personal trainer in a commercial gym with 500 plus members and you want to fast track your income growth and learn how to sign multiple new clients a week, reach out to me personally through Facebook or Instagram and just drop me a private message so we can get the conversation started and see if you could be a good fit for one of our programs. All the links to my social can be found in the show notes so you can connect with me there. Now let's get into this week's episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the CI Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to say a massive thank you to everyone that tuned in to the last podcast with Mark Ross. The feedback has been unreal. The amount of downloads we had were crazy on that one. Uh, If you haven't heard it already, make sure you go check that one out. Just want to say thank you for all the messages that we got uh, through social media. Really appreciate that. Now, today we've got another great episode, and this one you can actually tune into on YouTube. Uh, We recorded a video so you can see all our pretty faces. Mine, not so much, but these guys, they're cool. And I've been following these guys for a while, probably a couple of months now. We connected on Facebook, and something really stood out to me about Matthew and Perry, who we've got on today. Their message was completely different to anything else I've seen from the fit pro mentor community right and I couldn't really put my finger on what it was why they were really resonating with me and the more I watched their content the more I saw their community the more I learned about the fit story brands and their company the more I was attracted to them and their message and so I had to get them on the show today to share exactly what they do. And these guys are truly authentic. You can see it in everything they do with their Fit Story company, their Fit Story Facebook group and community. And today, we're going to walk through how to get comfortable with being your true and authentic self online. Because these guys do it well, right? They are super true to themselves, super true to their story. And they're going to share with you what impact it's going to have on your business, on your happiness, your fulfillment, and your success as an online coach. We've not really addressed it from this angle before, and it's not going to be super strategy heavy, this podcast. It's all about story, and you'll see that everything they do and how they describe things and how they teach is built off the back of story, which is perfectly suited to their brand. Um, And this is the first three-way podcast that we've ever done, so it's a first Really excited to get into this one. It's a great dynamic. If you want to catch it on YouTube, you can watch the video and see all our faces. But let's get into this week's episode. Boys, we're live. Um, great to have you both here. Um, Matt, Perry, like, I've been following you guys for a while, so I've seen a lot of your stuff. And um, it resonates, right? Because you're very big on story. You're very big on messaging. And as we all know, as coaches and professionals online, that's super important in this market because it's saturated to fuck with loads of people trying to get their message out there. But what I'm intrigued to learn, and I'm sure everyone else listening to this is intrigued to learn, is where did you two meet and how did this <laughs> kind of start, right? Before we get into the fit story stuff and your, your company, how did you two meet and why did you decide to team up versus go it alone? Awesome question, dude. And that, first off, um, on behalf of Perry as well, thanks for having us on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, big time. Mate. Appreciate you, dude. Um, bro, fit stories, fit story. Wow, uh, we've been we've been speaking about this. Uh, funnily enough, so um, essentially, me and Perry, before we actually connected um, in the world of social media, we 
I'd been friends with you for, I think like four, five, six months or something like that. I'm pretty sure. And I, and I would see his content and it was always like super vulnerable, you know, he was just putting himself out there. And, and the way I saw it was like, this dude has, he's just, he's cutting himself open and he, and he's showing it all. And I, and I was like, I'm fucking inspired, but still with the, I was inspired, but still never reached out to him. It was weird because if I do that now, like I, I think about it, anybody that inspires me in the online space, I'll reach out to them and create the connection. But with Perry just never got round to it. And then after I shared my story, I remember Perry see my story and I remember that seeing the likes coming up on social media. I was like, damn, I've got to connect with this dude sometime. And we still never connected. It was like a, a bit of space. And then uh, one day, I randomly just DM'd him. I was like, fuck this. I've got to reach out to the guy now, you know, like got to make this connection happen. So I reached out to him and we, literally from that second we reached out, there was we probably- love. It, <laughs> instant love connection. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, we ended up just talking for hours, I think, in DM, sending uh, voice notes back and forth. And but mm. in that communication, he invited me onto his podcast, which at the time he had the, the, the Power Show podcast. And um, that was where that initially started. Uh, I went mm. onto his podcast and I shared my story. And um, from there, he came into my old community and shared his story. And it's just incredible because th- this whole thing is always, it, everything I look, everything that has happened in my journey of entrepreneurship that has been of substance, all of the connections, all of the great opportunities, um, everything seems to have stemmed from story everything um and what was really amazing was when we connected and i obviously jumped on his podcast we done we 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 spat some fire on his podcast and then it was shortly after that that we ended up connecting um multiple times and we and it reached uh, december of last year and we decided um that we would collaborate as coaches and there was some there was some demand for this within my community for sure at the time and and I know that some of Perry's audience had connected with me and there was definitely some demand for us to do something collaborative and seeing as collaboration is one of the key things that we speak about at the fit story company. And it's just such a powerful tool that, that people should be using. And guys, if you're listening to this right now, collaborate, don't compete. Um, it was so important for us to do that. And we ended up collaborating on this. It was for startup coaches, consultants, and, and aspiring entrepreneurs. And we did this kind of academy-based blueprint, success blueprint. And it was really cool. We took about 34, 35 coaches and consultants and entrepreneurs into this program. And we basically led out the basics of social media domination and how to kind of get the first clients, et cetera. And it was from that moment that we realized that really we should be doing this together. Like it Mm. was just, it came together so well. Mm. Making that decision, bro. I remember we spoke about it a few times prior, making that decision to dive into it together. um, That's really where it all started from, man. So just from a, literally from a connection to a collaboration to what we're doing today. So I find that Mm. incredible. Nice, man. Just want to say, this is actually the first like three way that I've done. Like obviously on a podcast, but I just noticed as I was looking, there's like three people on this podcast, which is a first, which is cool. Right? It's a cool so dynamic. You've got the stake in the ground, guys, um, yeah. which is awesome. But Perry, I'd like to hear it from like your perspective. Yeah. So you're, you're connecting with this guy who yeah. was a stranger uh. online. Like what, what like to you, what attracted you to, to, to Mark? Like, why did you want to kind of go down this route together versus just going it alone? Like, what, why did that kind of relationship form for you? Yeah, so we connected when I still had the Fit Pair Movement, which was my online fitness company. And when I, and which, which did, you know, it did very well. And the reason why I'd done very well is because I was consistently sharing my story of my childhood sexual abuse and about my dad's sudden death. And I was constantly sharing that because I knew that that was the best way for me to connect with my idol client. It was the best way for me to connect with parents, <clears throat> but a specific type of parents that I wanted to work with. So because I was constantly sharing it at least once, twice, maybe even three times a month, constantly sharing it because I was growing my audience of new people who would have heard it for the first time. Um, it just happened to fall onto Matt's ears. 
And then when he reached out to me, he was going back and forth and he was talking about my fitness company and Matt had his, um, his company as well. And um, we're just sort of spitting ball back and forth. And then, like Matt said, it came to the point where we just, I, I can't actually remember uh, if it was like an, if it was just like a blatant, shall we start? Well, I can't actually remember. It just, it kind of like, it just sort of molded together and it just seemed like we should start working. But obviously it was an interesting one because I changed and I pivoted from working on my own with the Fit Parent Movement to then breaking away from the Fit Parent Movement and working with Matt. So that was a big, big move, big move. And, and I say this in my story and the reason why I pivoted away from the Fit Parent Movement is because when I started it, I thought that that what I was put on earth to do, right? To so work with parents to help them not go down the same road that my dad went down. And I was working with a lot of parents and I was like, you know what, this is filling somewhat of a hole, but it's not filling the hole completely. There needs to be something else, but I don't know what that something else is. I just know that the Fit Parent Movement isn't doing, isn't filling up the whole hole. So and when I sort of had that level of awareness, I knew that I needed to pivot, not knowing where to, but I just needed to get away from that so I could be one step closer to where I needed to go. And when um, the opportunity came around for me and Matt to start working together, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this as a sign that this is a direction that I need to head in. No idea where it's going to go and look where it's ended up. Mm. And that is just a beauty of having full-hearted trust on your instincts and just believing in where the direction that you should head in, not knowing what's there. Yeah, love it, man. And this is, um, this is kind of like uh, a setup that not a lot of people get into because I personally have got a business partner and I've just partnered with another company as well. Um, but a lot of the guys out there that I interview and get on these shows, they're, they're lone wolves, right? They're on their yeah. own. They're doing it on their own. Um, let's speak to the benefits of like partnering up with other people. Cause Gary V's big on this. I went to one of his events. I think it was like these success resources down in London, probably about a year ago. And, uh, he mentioned like three key things. And one of them was obviously if you're not doing Facebook ads, you better do them right now, this second today in the next hour. And then <laughs> the, the second thing was, um, the biggest thing you can do to grow and scale your business is partner up. And you could almost class like someone coming to you, a client and working with you as a partner, right? They're, they're partnering with your expertise, your skill set, your knowledge of the market and storytelling, and then you're yeah. helping them grow their business. But equally, it's the same as like business partners, like you two guys and me and my business partners, like how have you noticed that's helped you propel your business forward? And what would you say to anyone that's maybe considering getting a partner because they see the benefit, but they're not sure about going down that route. And maybe they're thinking, let's just keep it all to what, to myself. Mm. Do you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in with some thoughts on that first. I'll go in after. Go first. Yeah, sure, man. There's so much to speak about on this topic. Yeah, there is. By the way, man, it was an awesome question again. Um, like Perry said, right, it was a big move. It was a big move for Perry and it was a big move for me because at that time, you know, my, my brand, my personal brand was doing exceptionally well. You know, mm -hmm. there, was actually no, there was actually no real true reason. It wasn't like I was struggling and that's why I needed someone else or we needed each other because we were having difficulty growing our brands. Like we were both fucking successful doing what we were doing alone. The thing is, is that I... I'm a, first off, I'm, I'm a sucker for um, relationship building. I'm a sucker for relationship building. I value people. I value other people. And I think I've worked and, and kind of with other people in the past in my entrepreneurial journey. And certainly early on, when I first ever got started, I partnered with some, somebody who's a super successful guy now. He's doing multiple six figures in his coaching business now. He's gone on to do amazing things. But when we partnered up, there was... It was, it was a very, I didn't realize it straight away, but it, after the first couple of months, I, I started to feel it grow in a very toxic way. You know, it was kind of like quite manipulative on his, on his end and certain control was being filtered down and it just felt very, very uneasy. And we both realized it and we, we cut that, we severed that, that relationship. And um, so for me, like going into a partnership again, like I didn't mention this prior, but it wasn't relevant. Going into a partnership again was actually a big fucking deal because I was like, damn, like I saw what that did. And you know, not every, not every single relationship is supposed to work, you know? And um, I think for me, when I was going into that, again, we didn't know exactly where we were going to end up. 
that's why we did the coaching for coaches, consultants and aspiring entrepreneurs. And then it wasn't until we kind of had this really deep chat about our story one day. And we were speaking about how, um, you know, like we both come from the similar background in terms of fitness and how fitness had transformed our lives and done incredible things. And off the back end of that conversation, it became very, very fucking clear that what we should be doing is working together within the fitness industry, because you rarely ever find people like me and Perry in terms of we just come from two crazy, crazy unique stories. And then by the power of story, we connected. And then through the power of that connection, we've then created a company. And I just find that whole story to be mind fucking blowing. And one of the key things for me when it comes to having a partner, because this, but probably about six months ago, we decided like, okay, let's lock this partnership in. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about, and I just want to put this out there. I wasn't thinking about this guy's going to help me grow my brand. That's not mm-hmm. it. We wasn't, I'm sure he wasn't thinking this guy's going to, I'm going to be able to bounce off this guy and we're going to, I'm going to be able to do this and leverage his audience and do this and do this. It was purely based on a phenomenal connection. Yeah. So you see some people, when they go into partnerships, I think what they look for is there's always this thing within them. That's like, I'm going to get this from this I'm going to get this many followers from this person's audience, or I'm going to build this from this person's. Look, there's no co- there's no fucking co-signing in entrepreneurship. And if you if if you go into this mentality of co-signing, i.e., being on the back of somebody else's success or partnering with somebody to try and create success, I feel that you're going into it with the wrong intention from the get-go. And what's been powerful about me and Perry's connections is that none of that was present. You see, we built upon it, but none of it was present when we initially connected. So for me, the powerful part about connecting and collaborating is actually doing it with a genuine connection, a genuine human to human, heart to heart connection with somebody else. That's where you want to fucking start. From there, we have gone on to delegate tasks in the business that have made everything so much simpler. Like we play to our fucking strengths. I'm good with copy. Perry's phenomenal with copy too, but I'm great with copy. I'm awesome with marketing. So guess what? I lead up marketing. I lead up sales because I'm good at fucking sales and I lead up the community growth. And Perry's really phenomenal with the back end stuff of the business. So it, we reached this point where we were like, let's delegate. We can actually grow much faster if we do that. So you see, most people would, would go into a collaboration facing it the opposite way. Let's delegate. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this we led with the relationship first. We led with that connection first. Mm. I love that, man. Sounds super authentic and you can, you can tell that in your words. It reminds me a lot of like my relationship with my business partner because like we've been in business for four years now. So a pretty long time. And um, it was never about what can I get from this person or what can he get from me? It was like, we're just good buddies. Um, and we both wanted to do well and we both wanted to work on something that was our own and take ownership of it. And we both realized that each other had different strengths mm. and together we could form like a really good kind of um, sustainable business if we had each other. Not because we couldn't have figured it out on our own and probably done it and you could probably do all the back end stuff and I could probably do all the back end stuff. But like Dave and Perry or like the other way around like are good at those things. So it makes sense for them to stick to their, um, what do they call it? The zone of genius or whatever. The, one. Yeah. the zone of genius. Right? So he's good at building backend tech, like building ads and shit. I, I'm not bothered about that stuff. I can do it because it's not, it's not super complicated, but it doesn't like juice me up. And like so Gary V would say, Gary V would say, work. double down on what you're good at. Exactly, it? right? But that's what you would Why say. play to your strengths when you can play to your... Uh, sorry, why play to your weakness when you can play to your strengths? But I'd like to hear it from your perspective, Perry. Like, what what's it been like for you? What's it meant to you this relationship? Yeah, it's it's been it's been huge. Like before, in regards to business partners, before the Fit Parent movement, I um, I was like, right, I'm going to work online. And I had a good friend at the time, um, and I don't talk too much anymore, who was and still is an in-person PT. And he also wanted to move online so he can sip cocktails in Bali, right? And so we, just, we decided it'd be a great idea so we can build this lifestyle to go in together and build an online fitness business. That was what it was at. So we would both go run to each other's houses. We would go through the modules and we would do plan everything together. Um, we're chipping money together for X, Y, and Z. 
And I, it became very, very apparent that one person was pulling a weight whilst the other person wasn't necessarily, right? Um, because he had his in-person PT business. So he also had other priorities because that was paying his bills. Now, the thing with getting, like in relation to your question, if there's like solo people on here and they're thinking about getting a business partner, I think it's very difficult um, to begin with. Like Matt with his old business partner, when they first connected, Matt wouldn't have known in the early days what he would end up being like in six or 12 months time, right? So I think that you need to, and I did with my old business partner, you need to be just 100% on it with communication. If something is slightly off or is about to go off or you're unsure, not because you're friends, because it's about having that line. When your best pals and your best buddies, which me and Matt are, but we still can double down on being real, but you know what? One of us fucked up here. So let's talk about this. How can we improve, right? Mm -hmm. But if you don't and you, and you numb all that down, then that is when the conflicts can start to happen. Then the business partners who were very good friends break apart and they don't talk again. Mm -hmm. So I think that is, I think personally, is the most important part is being 100% brutal and honest, whether you're friends or, or, or not, you know? Um, and that's what me and Matt are. And that's why we work so well together because our stories are powerful and plus because we have a no, we have a no bullshit policy with each other. And we bring each other up on it and our egos don't overpower and we don't get butt hurt about it and go and cry to our mums. We mm. can just, you know, pivot and change moving forward. Cool, man. Let's shift gears a little bit because I want to break down your company and what it is and what you do. Because I feel like it, you've got like this unique spot in the market. Thank I, you. I, I know a lot of online mentors and coaches i've done over 50 shows now with all kinds of different people and i see them all because i'm in all the masterminds with all these guys so i know what people offer i know what people do but for for you guys yours seems different in in a way and i can't really put my finger on it but um maybe you can elaborate on why you think you guys are different um I, I feel like it's down to the messaging that you put out there and like you said it's the story stuff it resonates a lot and it's not very often it's not very tactical or strategic in the like copy. It's like stories. Do you know what I mean? And it's not like, Hey, this is how you generate X amount of leads or use this sales strategy or this sales process. It's more storytelling. And I don't see a lot of guys doing that or at least they're not, not effectively anyway. So like you tell me, tell the audience, like what, do you think that you do differently and what does your brand stand for? Um, and what is it that you actually do? How do you help fit pros? For sure, man. Uh, so I want to jump in on this and actually talk about something that we were speaking about off air, right? Which is, and this is just being super, super vulnerable and, and opening up because again, we, we lead with story and we wouldn't be very good at doing what we do if we were to hold things back and, and, you know, don't not do back, that no. yeah let's go so when when we first collaborated and when we first kind of came into partnership and said okay we're all in okay it has to be fit pros because this makes sense okay we both have had businesses in that arena we both have seen how our stories have impacted those our brands when we were doing that so this is why it makes sense now the thing was and the reason i'm telling this is going to be very apparent by the end of this uh this little spiel right Thing was, when we just got started with the storytelling idea and the concept, how many online trainers really gave a fuck about storytelling? And the truth is, is that most of you listening probably don't care. And that's okay, because that's the way the industry is, okay? And that's just how things are. There's not really anybody speaking about storytelling, minus me and Perry. If we weren't here in the Fit Story community, what did wasn't there it wouldn't exist in this industry we done did the research there's nobody out there that's doing storytelling for fit pros so it would be like you know the journey of the unknown right the fear of the unknown looking into storytelling why how's that going to help me get clients i need clients today i need this i need that like i get it's all focused super heavily around clients and money in the bank mm. now when we first started it we are very very aware of that <laughs> we are very aware of that and we were like okay now we could, because storytelling for sure, it will help you build a business. You will generate, you know, awesome amounts of clients off the back end. You will also have develop an amazing relationship with those clients through through the power of story. But it also gives you other benefits too, i.e., um, being able to get more networking opportunities with high value people, etc. There's so much many other benefits to to storytelling. When we started it, we we were still quite focused on the client, right? Getting clients for people, 
because that's what the industry said that was important. Mm-hmm. And for some time, for the first couple of months, we, were, we wanted to go all in with storytelling. We wanted storytelling to be the thing that we done 100%, went 100% in. But at the same time, do you know what? We were scared. We were, we were fucking scared. We were scared because we just made this jump. We were just made this, this, this collaboration. We just made this connection happen. And then we were like, but doing this storytelling thing, like no one cares. The industry doesn't care. So you see what we had was we had a passion. We had a purpose to deliver to this world. We wanted to serve. We wanted to show up and do storytelling. But at the same time, we were very aware that the market didn't really know what it was. So therefore we were like, well, we could go down the route of helping people get their first five to 10 clients. We understand systems. We understand strategies. So of course we can do that stuff, but that's not what we want to do. That's not what means something to us. So there was a very, very difficult phase in the first couple of months where when all you truly want to do is be in alignment and get fulfillment from what you do every day, but you're battling with this internal voice, with this internal dialogue that's telling you that, you know, the market doesn't need that. The market doesn't want that. You know, get, you need to help people get clients through systems, through strategies. You need to talk about wins. You need to do that. That's what was happening in our heads mm. every day, every fucking day that was happening in our heads. And it was stopping us from going all in. So they reached a point where we really had to make a decision as to whether or not it was 100% all in on storytelling. And this is what we focus with. And this is what, our, this is what we lead with. We lead with storytelling. And we forget about the wins because that stuff as a byproduct comes anyway. We forget about leading with that stuff and we go all in. So the reason, and we did that and we're fucking happy that we did and we're proud of ourselves. And the reason I'm telling you guys this, if you're listening, is because you may be sitting there now looking at a market and thinking to yourself, but the market doesn't need or want what I have. This is what I truly want to do, but you know, there's not really any (laughs) receptivity from the market right? It doesn't feel like it's giving me anything back. And you may have posted about this one thing once or twice. I mean, that's not enough. Yeah, It's not enough. You need to get hard. You need to go hard. You need to fucking get behind what you truly are passionate about and you need to push for it. And when you do that, other people will see that you believe in something and guess what? That's all they need. They just need someone to believe in something and they will follow. And what me and Perry have managed to do is build a phenomenal community off the back end of it. So Go on, bro. I was just say, just very, very quickly to add on to that. You, you mentioned before, like in the beginning, we say something that's tumbleweed and we're connected with a lot of fit mentors. So when we go onto Facebook and we see their posts, just help my client generate 30K this week. If you want to do the same comment below and it's 500 PTs who are like, yeah, me, then we put out a post talking about story and we get one fucker liking us a mum. You know, like, <laughs> and we're like, and, that, and that's consistent. You know, it, it, it plays an effect on our mind and we think, oh, maybe people don't actually want this. People don't want this. Should we start talking about money as well now? Because 500 people are comment on that. Nobody's commenting on ours. But we just 100% believe, you know what? They're not listening now, but they will listen. They will listen. And for the people who are listening to this who aren't doing well in their PT business, for example, and they see other fit pros winning, keep on going because you need to believe in yourself. And that's, just, it's, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day is the belief in what we're doing and the mission that we're on, that it's going to pave its own way sooner or later. Mm. So yeah, yeah. dude, I, I really do feel like a lot of people might be stuck with, with what it is that they're trying to actually put out into the industry. And the number one thing, the number one takeaway is definitely you just have to believe in yourself to get it done because the fit story thing was n- never a thing, you know? And I remember saying to Perry over and over again, at the very, very start, I would say to him every single day, dude, we have to build value in the concept of storytelling because we know that this makes sense. And although this isn't being done yet, people will benefit from this. And not just the PT, not just the PT, the trainer, the online coach, but the people that are affected and impacted by that person's story. And this is what it yeah. truly comes down to. There, there is something wrong with this industry, dude. And I'm sure you've seen it. There is something wrong with the fitness industry. You know what? And I could fucking... I, there was a post I did the other day and I inside the community and I said, health and fitness industry is fill in the blank. And the, um, there was 90% of negative comments there from online trainers and fitness professionals. 90% of those comments were negative about this industry. What, what are some of the things that you're seeing then? So like, let's unpack that a second. Mm. Where, what is that negativity? What is the, the broken bits of the industry that you guys are seeing on the front line? 
Okay, so from the online trainers uh, perspective, especially from people, and this wasn't, by the way, not two people didn't comment on this. This had like 40, 40 plus comments on this post. Um, and people were, were, were generally saying how there's a, a, a mix, too much information. That was number one. There's too much content information. You know, there's too many people with too many opinions. And the problem is, is that there's no true way for the average Joe who's just starting their fitness journey to know what it is that they need to listen to. So that's number one. There's too much information. But the problem with that is everybody has their own approach. Mm -hmm. You see, so of course it's going to be a lot of information. And guess what? Just because keto doesn't work for you and you don't stand by it as a coach, it's helped and transformed thousands and thousands of other people's lives and they fucking loved it. So that, that one is a bit of a gray area because of course there needs to be a lot of content. It's just what you feel is right for you, right? So that's number one, too much content. The second one is things like um, dietary supplements, uh, shakes, coffees, and things like that, and how influencers with hundreds of thousands, macro influencers with hundreds of thousands of followers are promoting products and supplements and services that are shit. Um, and that is another thing that's wrong with the industry. So a lot of this stuff was focused around what already exists in the industry. Um, the fact that there's, you know, it's obviously causing big, big problems because there's people, one of the things me and Perry stand by is this literally millions of people out there that are bulimic, that are cutting themselves, that are fucking even killing themselves because of body shame, because of how they look, because of how they're perceived to look to an industry that is, you know, has its own uh, view on what beautiful looks like, its mm -hmm. own standard of what that is. And, and I think that that's, that's what's really truly wrong with this industry is that there's already a lot of money being thrown at that problem. You know, there's already a ton of money being thrown at the problem of anorexia, bulimia, um, people with people that are self-harming due to the way they, they look and the way they think they need to look, which is the important part. Yeah. And, that, and, and that has been massively increased since the rise of things like social media, especially a platform like Instagram. Instagram is heavily based on photos and imagery and it's very heavily focused on beauty of what that today's standard really is. And I think that's the real thing. So all these things, other things, yes, they exist. Too much content, stupid fucking dumb shakes and pills and ridiculous amounts of, you know, bad diets. But the real thing that we think is wrong with this industry is the fact that what pe the, the people that are leading the industry, i.e. fitness influencers and, um, you know, just influencers on Instagram alone, health and wellness influencers, they are displaying a highlight reel of their life. They're displaying something that isn't real. They're displaying something that they feel comfortable displaying. You don't see many of these people leading with their story and telling people that they had a shitty day eating food and now they feel terrible. You don't see many of these people opening up and sharing pictures of themselves first thing in the morning when they've rolled out of bed, how shitty they look and how shitty they feel. They're not relating to people in a real, true, authentic and vulnerable way. And what that does for the people that are watching these people and following these people is it creates an unrealistic expectation of how they should look, what they should look like, what they should do in order to look a certain way. Yeah. And the problem with that is that it's creating a fucking big problem. Well, it's not creating one. It already is here. It's already here. And it's not going anywhere. But me and Perry, we have the fucking cure for this. We're confident that the cure for this is revolutionizing this industry through storytelling and showing people that, yes, these people may look like that, but they don't always eat out of Tupperware. They don't always train seven days a week, three hours a day. Those people are just like you. Your problems are not unique to you and neither are theirs. And this is what the industry needs, in our opinion, is it needs more relatability, it needs more authenticity, and it needs more people opening up, standing up, and sharing their, 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 their failures. And they're happy to do that because they are not worried about their ego. They're not worried about the judgment that's going to be bestowed of them. That's exactly what this fucking industry needs because when people, everyday people, roll up out of bed, scroll on Instagram, and see some fucking you know, size six model with abs who's selling them bullshit coffee to get those results. That's the fucking problem. We can't stop that. But what we can do is we can help an online trainer lead with their story. And that person who scrolls on Instagram that day might just see that person's story. And if that happens, it only takes one story to change your perspective. Mm. I love it, man. And for me, 
that is a very powerful foundation for you building the reason why you do things. And I can already tell that that is what's driving this. It's not just about let's build a six figure business. It's about something's broken. How do we fix it? And from your guys' perspective, it's about that authenticity and telling the true story to give people a true picture of life. And so we're not putting these people on a pedestal that they're superhuman and they're perfect because that's actually damaging society. Um, but also what'd be interesting is what do you see from people being authentic? Because we've got to look at the ROI of this because there's a reason why people polish up the way they look, the way they behave, face tune, everything. Do you know what I mean? And, and make it look glossy and perfect. There's a reason why people do that because the perception is that sells and that's going to attract people and it's going to help them grow their businesses. But what's your, what's your take on that? What's your angle on that about being authentic and being true and being real and being vulnerable versus always being perfect? Mm, great question. Perry, do you want to go on on that one? Yeah, I think, um, I think, listen, if you, if you got a beach body, you're going to make a lot of fucking sales. And that is just the way it is. You know, if you, that's why all these Instagram models, they do that. You know, if they're looking great as a female, they're looking great as a male, and they show the highlight reel, they're going to make sales because that's just the way it is. We can't change that. That is the way it is. But what I think it really comes down to is that internal alignment, right? And there is a whole, there's a reason why we work with people who are like, you know what? I train a lot of people. I make 20, 30 grand a month, right? I'm doing well. But I'm, not, I'm just not fully aligned. I don't spring out of bed in the morning with the specific clients that I'm working with. And that is the issue, right? And it's, it's really helping these people. Like if, if, some, if there's an Instagram model and they're making a lot of sales, but I can guarantee you right now that they are not fully aligned with themselves and who they're helping because they're helping Tom, Dick and Harry who they have absolutely zero connection with. They don't fucking know who they are. They don't know who their family is. They, they don't probably don't even know their name, right? And they don't have that internal alignment with that person. And it's only about time that they either leave the industry because they're sick and tired of it, or they pivot in some type of way, or they're just not fully satisfied with, with what they're working with. And I think that the, the biggest benefits is, listen, you're going to make sales, right? But I think if you leave with your story to make those sales, that's where you're going wrong, right? Because they will come. It's just a byproduct. They'll come. The sales will come. Your business will grow because it's about connecting. Human beings connect with other human beings. That's how they connect. That's how they mate. That's how they relate. That will come as a byproduct. But you sharing, you sharing your story and being vulnerable online, online is for you, right? It's so that you can show your true colors. You can take off all the masks that you've been brought up to wear because we all wear masks, right? I, I used to wear masks all the time. So I was aware that I was wearing a mask, took the mask off, and I was being vulnerable. And as soon as I was able to fully align with myself first, then the clients that I started to work with, I was so happy with what I was doing. Nobody can change me in the slightest. And I think that is where the, the, the money currency is. Mm. Right? Mm. It's, it's about resonating, right, with the right yeah. people. Um, and not having to feel like you have to be a certain person to be attracting clients in. And you're actually going to attract the right clients and repel the wrong ones, right? It's about being super yeah, exactly that. authentic. It's kind of like if you look at Grant Cardone, like most people, well, not most people, but like 50% of the population will probably hate his guts. And then yeah. 50% will absolutely love the 10x rule and the way he approaches stuff and what he stands for. And it's the same with Donald Trump. Donald Trump ain't trying to pretend to be anyone. Nah. He's being himself. Now you can see him as a dick or you can see him as forward thinking and just authentic, but half the population love him because he got into power. Mm. So it's not about being attractive to everyone, which is what people are trying to do. 100%. It's about being authentic to yourself and attracting the right people. But those people are going to be much more fulfilling to work with than just trying to serve the mass market. 
Bang on money, Alex. Nailed it, mate. Nailed it. And you know what? One of the funny things is I was speaking to a a good friend of ours, Marshall Gillen. If you guys don't follow Marshall, shameless little plug there to go and follow that guy because he is awesome. actors, right? Is he a coach? Sure. Yeah, dude. He'll rock your your world, man. He's awesome. Let's get him on the show. 100%. Um, So I was speaking to Marshall and and Marshall's been in this game for a long time and and we were were talking about this very subject, right? We were talking about how you know there's there's a 20 odd year old girl out there on instagram who wakes up every single day and she's making some money through the platform and you know she's doing this and she's got her link in her bio and you know that's 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 what she's doing and and she thinks that's what she wants to do but the reason she thinks she wants to do that is because it's working right now right and when i say working right now i mean she's getting paid for it and she doesn't have to fucking you know go and work as a postwoman or something like that <laughs> she doesn't have to go stack shelves at tesco's nothing wrong with that by the way guys no 100 <laughs> nothing wrong with that That's what you <laughs> want to do. yeah although this is an entrepreneurial type podcast so yeah. <laughs> so i think that what i'm trying to say is that a lot of these people are doing what they're doing because it's just comfortable and it's working not necessarily because of anything else yeah so but when you say, people you say working though but at what level because something could work and something mm. could be good but it doesn't mm. necessarily mean it's great a hundred percent right yeah. so it's like almost like yeah it's working but are you way below your potential because you're not really exactly. in the power of what you guys teach maybe when when you actually do have way more right and then this is the thing i think that a lot of people are just locked into doing that and you know we this is why we work with a specific type of client right we're not out there to try and like you were saying we're not out there to try and work with everybody in fact we just we know that to make our mission happen to make our, our brand vision a reality which is to revolutionize this industry through the power of storytelling. We know that we don't need to work with 100% of all online trainers in the market. We just need 1%. And the funny thing is that 1% that we're asking to stand with us, that like the other 99, you go, go continue to do what you do because you're not ready yet. Only 1% are ready. That It's very fucking hard to lead with your story. Like I'm not just saying that. It is incredibly difficult. You have to overcome some serious serious fucking demons inside your head before you hit that publish button you need to have you need to really be in a state that is going to like it's uncomfortable to share your story vulnerably consistently it's not easy and that's the thing most people aren't willing to do it they're not ready to do it they may want to like the girl who's 20 who's on instagram she may feel she has this powerful story she really wants to tell the world but she just doesn't feel ready yet and that's because it's difficult. That's why the coaching is so powerful because we're two people that are not sitting here that haven't done it. If you read into my story, if you look at my story, my story is one of murder. It's one of fucking rejection. It's one of fear. It's one of being literally like my story is ludicrous. And even when I think about it today, I'm like, how the fuck did I get <laughs> here today with that attached to the back of me? Like what? It's insane. Perry's story is crazy. So we're not two people that are sitting here. They're saying you should share your story. It's going to help you grow your brand. Like, no, we've done being there. We understand what this feels like to go through that. We understand what the emotional upgrade is that you're going to feel at the back end of it. The problem is though, dude, is that 99% of the people aren't ready to do that because it's hard because it's tough. But when they do do that, there is like Perry was saying, a fulfillment and first off there's an alignment to who you truly are and i think that's so so important especially when we start pushing into the realms of branding because me and perry that's that is an area that we cover within our course is branding and your story is the biggest ingredient of your personal brand so you can't like too many people they're out there and they're they're changing their bio and they're you know niche jumping and they're putting a cover photo up and creating their community and they're popping some content out and it's inconsistent. And the reason it's inconsistent and you keep niche hopping and you keep on changing your fucking bio and you keep changing this is because you ain't truly aligned to who you really are and who you want to serve. And the only way that you can get that is by diving into your story. It's by taking a deep dive into your story and really figuring it out. Like any good, like if I gave you a book, okay, take one I'm reading right now, Relentless, Tim Grover. If I just gave you that book, you'd never read it before. And I said, so what happens in that book then? You'd be like, I don't fucking know. That's the problem when you don't know your story. You don't know. 
So like, yeah. you, you're not going to know who you want to serve. You're not going to know what your mess, mission is for the market. You're not going to know what your message is for the market. You're not going to know what your brand vision is. If you you're thinking, know, you know what your story is. You think you're thinking, you know. Mm, so yeah. I think it's just super, super important. It really, really comes down to, um, in, in answer to the question that you did ask around, you know, what is the, what's it from the flip side? And I, I feel it is the, it's the alignment to yourself, who you want to serve. And then it's the fulfillment of actually going out into the world and doing that. You know, I mean, I spoke to a guy a little time back now. This guy has done like, I don't know, 10K. He'd done his first 10K week, right? And he was like, dude, you know, I'm fucking super pumped. I did my first 10K week. I'm really happy. But I'm like, you know, here now. And he said, I asked him what his biggest struggle was right now. And do you know what he said? Getting more leads and more sales. I was like, dude, dude. You've just done a 10K week. I don't think you have a problem with generating leads and I don't think you have a problem with generating sales. I said, because if you do, where does that stop? 50 clients, 100 clients, 200 clients, 500 clients? Like, where is it going to stop? Where do you think that, that is going to stop? Where that no longer feels like a struggle for you and where you need to, like you're, you're finding fulfillment through something external and storytelling gives you something internal to fulfill yourself with. Oh, that's nice. That Harry, was, Harry that, was that, good. that was good. That was a sizzle. Like an orgasmic, yeah, that. Good job yeah. you both got vests on. Is that like work? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's getting so hot when you two Because <laughs> I'm sweating over it. <laughs> Harry, break it down for us in terms of like branding. Mm. Like, let's paint a picture of what would make up a good personal brand. Like, what are some of the key components? Because like, this is the stuff that you guys teach. Like, how does someone position themselves as a true, authentic personal brand? And what are some of the boxes you need to tick or kind of like the elements that you need to make sure that you're looking at um, so that you, that you look credible and that you look authentic? Yeah, good question. You feel it as well and you feel it inside, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we, we find that a lot of people, um, and it's you know, by no fault of their own, when it comes to them trying to brand themselves, they, you know, they, they start working on the external shit, right? And we say that your external personal brand is just merely a reflection of your internal personal brand because that will bleed out. And then that will cave and shape what your external personal brand looks like as individuals and, and stuff like that. But the internal personal brand, now, very, very quick story on this, right? And I think it would be a good way to answer your question. When um, I was doing quite well in the online space, maybe uh, two years ago, I was a certain person online. And if I'm sitting around a dinner table with my parents, with my family, I don't swear. I was raised to not swear in front of my parents. I was raised to have respect and not make crude jokes, not talk about sex in front of the parents, which you don't really do anyway, right? But on social media, my family are friends with me on Facebook. So they'll see my stuff that I put. So old Perry, Perry that I used to be, would be the polite Perry, would be the, the, the respectable Perry that was online, right? And I wouldn't get that much traction. I wouldn't be like people, I would be the guy where people are like, yeah, he's a cool guy. I wouldn't be the guy where they're like, I fucking love that guy. Or, you know what, that guy's a bit of a prick. I wasn't that guy. I was a guy that was in the middle. And I remember one time I was, um, I was, I was literally at, the, at my, on my office in my old house and I was working and I just thought, I'd just come back from hanging out with my mates that day. We weren't somewhere, I can't remember where. And I remember saying to myself, if there was like a camera that would have showed me with my mates hanging out, my true form self, and that video was to be put on social media, would people recognize who that Perry was? And it just happened to, I just happened to ask myself that question. And I was like, fuck, no, they wouldn't. They'd be like, who's that Perry? And they will think that that Perry is probably a bit of a dick and I'm showing off in front of my mates. And I'm like, but it's actually the other way around. Who I'm with with my, my mates when my guards are down, that's who I am. It's who I am right now. But the one that was online, oh, no, nah, he won't swear. He won't make any crude jokes. He was a respectable guy. I'm like, ah, oh, well, that's got to change. That's got to change. And I remember, yeah, I remember doing the post. I'm like, come on, Perry, be your true self. And I just did a post. I'm like, well, write this out as Perry Power with his mates. And I wrote it out. And there happened to be a couple of swear words in there because that's just me. I'm like, well, I post it. Post, and I posted it. And I remember my grandma messaged me. Perry, take that down. I don't want to be seeing their swear words. Yeah. And I was like, no, Perry, you're going to stand your ground. And I just carried on being who I was. And it was a tough shift to make because I'm like, you know what? My internal, my internal personal brand is me, right? But you have to have a level of awareness to be able to see yourself from a bird's eye view on how you act, how you feel, 
Are you wearing masks? Are you not wearing masks? Is ego controlling you? So it's all to do with having that level of awareness and knowing exactly who you are, what you stand for, what your beliefs are, what your mission is, okay? Knowing what your personality traits are, knowing which personality trait you want to turn your volume up on and be able to lead with that, right? Um, and then transition and just showcase that on social media. How do you showcase that on social media? You showcase it the same way you are when you're hanging out with your mates. You just are that way. There's no magic formula. Just be yourself online. And what will happen is then that will start to reflect into your external person, right? People will start to see you as this identity, which is who you are, not this false identity, not this shoes of somebody else. She's stepping into the shoes of who you're meant to be and who you're born to be. Mm. And then, then you can start working on the, on the external shit, like your colors that reflect your personality and X, Y, and Z. But that, that stuff, which people think comes in the beginning, that's way down there. Forget about all that for now. This is why you guys are different, right? Going back to um, going back to the point I made at the start, where I was like, I'm trying to put my finger on it, of like, like what's different? What is your your approach that seems like different to what everyone else is doing? And that pretty much summarizes it. And what you're saying, Matt, is you start with the individual and internally, then you go tactically outside. Yeah. That's what you said there, right? It's about yeah. you inside first, getting true to yourself. Then you do the tactical stuff, the colors, the, the niches, the bios, all that crap afterwards. Because all that stuff doesn't really matter if this stuff is not uh, dude, authentic it, or dude, true to begin with. Because it, it will yeah, work. There's no match. Yeah. It will no, change. Yeah. That's the problem. It will change. So when it comes to branding, one thing you have to really, really understand is that trust is the biggest factor. It is mm -hmm. the biggest factor. And if, if, you, if you're constantly niche hopping, you will never be known as an expert. If you are constantly changing your bio, you just look like one day I work with this, this person and then this, and then you just constantly change your bio. It's inconsistent, leads to distrust. So same with your content. If you're showing up with certain type of content, but then weeks, months down the line, it starts to change and the, and the message dilutes, you're going to lose trust. So trust is just so fucking fundamentally important. And that's why it's so important because if you, it, again, consistency in your brand is going to make a difference. Long-term consistency breeds trust. Trust is what people need in order to buy from you. Yeah. So whichever way you look at it, because obviously we, we want people's brands to grow. We want people to build businesses. That's what we do. But they just have a different... So we spoke to Chris Dufay once and he said, what I love about you guys is that you're like, when we look at every other online fitness business coach out there, you guys all fill the same hole. You just use a different drill. Mm. Mm. Nice. I loved it when he said so, that. Yeah. He said, you guys all fill the same hole. You just use a different drill. Mm. So, and this was quite early on. He said, this is why you need to narrow down on your message and you need to narrow down on, on what it is that you truly stand for. And that's why we've had the success we've had in a short space of time is because that's exactly what we did. Like, yeah, there were some internal things that we needed to overcome going through that process, but that's where it comes down to. I think the second thing that I want to mention just to add on to Perry is Perry was talking about the identity. Now we view this as two things. So personal branding, if in like just a real quick overview for some helpful uh, value for your audience, right? Is a mix of two things, perception and identity. So first of all, it's the perceived, who you are perceived to be on the on, in the online space. And people will perceive you to be a certain way based on your content, based on how you're showing up based on all of those types of things, right? We externally, they still make a, a, a they'll still make a judgment and you'll still come across perceived as somebody. And then you have the true identity. Now, what a lot of people do is that they haven't really figured out what the true identity is. That's part one. You need to really truly figure out what your true identity is. A second part of that is actually then sharing it online, which is like we said, that's one of the hardest parts is sharing that true identity online because people are just so afraid of judgment. They're so afraid that their ego is going to get damaged. They're afraid that another health and fitness coach is going to call them out on their post. They're afraid of all this stuff. So when you're, when you're showing up online, you need to understand like every single time I press that publish button, every fucking single time I press that publish button, do you know what runs through my mind? Is this post adding to the true identity of who I am? Or is this post going to do the opposite? Because if it's going to do the opposite, the post is no fucking good because that's not me. So I always think to myself, like, is this going to add to who I truly am? Or is this something that isn't? And, and the thing is, is I always look at that line between percent, per perception and identity. And your job, if you want to build a powerful personal brand, is to bring that gap 
closer and closer together. We call this the gap of intimacy. What you guys may know as no like and trust, we call it the gap of intimacy. So your job is to close the gap of intimacy between the perceived identity and your true identity. Really make people fall in love with your brand. Really make people fall in love with who you are. And the only way you're going to do that is by showing up authentically, vulnerably, with good fucking content that is helpful. Because we can't forget that. People do show up. They want your content. Uh, and that's how you want to look at it. You want to look at, you know, I'm perceived to be this way. And you can do things like brand audits. If you really wanted, you could do a brand audit. Probably no one really thinks of doing that. But if you've got a community and your community is engaged, why not get a Google Doc set up and send out a brand audit? See what people do think of you. Ask them questions yep. in there. That you're going to get some feedback. You're going to get some answers. And that can be really, really helpful for you to move your brand forward. Just look at those two things. Perception versus identity. How can I close this gap of intimacy down? How can I get people to trust me in a way that's authentic to me, in a way that gives me alignment, in a way that actually makes me feel good as a coach? Mooch. Mm. Love it. Love it, man. And then I think it's probably worth us shifting into like your community now as well, because I know we mentioned this before we jumped on. You've just set up a Facebook group. Um, not sure where it's up to now. I think last time I looked, it was around 300 people where are you up to do you know you're tracking the data <laughs> we've uh three six eight in there okay. now which three, is six, really eight. cool oh, man and uh, anyone listening to this you should definitely check it out because like you're super active in there i see you matt more than you perry yeah you do a lot of the posting right matt, matt does mm -hmm. yeah. and then obviously you're in the comments dropping fire and like engaging with people which is awesome. well, i see seeing it so that's good yeah yeah I look at everyone's stuff, right? I'm interested to see what other people are doing. And it's a great place because you're actually encouraging conversation and it's what not one dimensional. You're not just like pumping out, you're pulling in. So you're getting people involved, you're calling people out, you're creating that engagement, which is awesome to see. And even if people are not signed up with you or working with you, they can see like your ethos and the way you run things. So I think it's a great place for people to check out what you do and even get inspiration about how you're building community because it's growing fast. What's the, uh, what's the handle on that? How do people find it? Mm, yeah, it's uh, the Fit Story. Actually, it's the, uh, sorry, Fit Story Community. Cool. And we're going to we put that. We'll put we that in the anyway. We took the butt out. <laughs> another like question fit story where did the fit story like name come from who who was the kind of brainchild behind that because it's good man i think yeah. it's a nice play on words mm. it works well because yeah. like I said, it's unique it's very brandy like it's yeah man else's stuff where did that come from thank you uh do you know what i think that was um a conversation we were having on a call one day because we constantly on phone calls aside from business like perry said we're fucking you know best of friends too and um sometimes our normal just like chats that we have will, will span off into business in some way and we'll end up kind of coming up with these crazy ideas and we're like this call wasn't actually supposed to be about a business call but we found this you know benefit at the back end of it so that came off the back of a call that we had and um i don't remember who who said it to be right. honest i i can't either it's kind of like no claiming it no i i just remember us having <laughs> a conversation and um it's like we've had some really, really phenomenal business ideas off the back of just normal catch-up calls. <laughs> I don't know if you get Wait, that. Yeah. It started off with story because like before, before we was doing this together, so I transitioned from the fit parent movement and then I was helping people. Um, what I did for a brief amount of time was helping people with their personal brand and creating their story. That was like part of like my tagline, part of my marketing. So because I used to, I built my own story. People are like, what, what, what are you doing, Paige? Your story, that's intriguing. Then I help people create their story. So when me and Matt used to talk, I was always say like about their story and their story. And it so made sense. Like I said, I don't know who said it, but we're in the fitness industry. And yeah, it's their story. But that was it. Personal story, right? Because this is how it came about. So I'm like, right, it's their personal story. You know, um, everything from when they're born, not literally, but everything from when they're born to where they are now to where they want to go. It's their personal story. Mm. But there is a difference between the personal story and the fit story, right? There's a difference. And knowing that difference can be a game changer for your fitness business and how you present yourself online. And it just makes sense. Fit story. Oh, fit story is the methodology. Fit story, we should be branded as a fit story because we used to be um, uh, Impact. Impact yeah. Academy is what we was. And then we transitioned over to fit story. But I don't know, to answer your question, I, I don't know. One of us could claim it, but then we wouldn't be 100% certain if we did actually do it. So 
I'm so glad we did though, because like Alex said, what we essentially have done is, you know, I think we've, we have genuinely created this, uh, just something fresh for this industry. Which we appreciate you saying, by the way. Yeah, dude, that's, Mm. that's massively appreciated. It stands out because obviously like you see all the coaches, I see all the coaches, everyone's pushing their own way of doing things. They've all got their own brands, but but your your sticks out because it's almost like you don't actually know what it is which is a good thing, mm, right? Curiosity. What is that? What are they? What do they do? How do they help? I think the, almost like the, um, what's the word? The, uh, almost like the uncertainty or the, the mystery around what it means is a good thing for you because people mm. are intrigued mm. and then they see you and then they see you talking and they're like, what is this? I want to unpack it. I want to dig a little <laughs> bit deeper into this. Mm. So yeah, I think you've got a good setup there, guys. Like, let's finish on this because we're up to an hour, which is, Wow, that's gone quick. That went quick. Awesome yeah. chat. And I thought it was going to go this way as well. It, it wasn't super tactical or strategic, right? There's a common theme with everything you guys put out there. Clearly, you're true to yourselves. It's all about fucking story. And you're telling stories. You're like, hey, let me just relate your, your question back to a story. Everything's story, right? So I can see you guys are super consistent. But if we were to take like an online coach, maybe a fit story coach, someone that's going through your program, mm-hmm. what would you say makes them a good online coach? So oh. I'll pass this on to Matt first. Like yeah. you go first um, and then Perry, you're going to go afterwards. So what makes a good online coach or even an online fit story coach? That's, that's awesome, man. And you know what? I, I want to, I guess, kick this answer off with the fact that, um, what we actually call them is storytelling fit pros. So there's a difference between an online trainer and a storytelling fit pro. For you to become a storytelling fit pro, you have to go through the fit story program because it's the only way you can become a storytelling fit pro. Not everybody can be a storytelling fit pro. And like I said before, we would love that, but it's just not realistic. You know, there's millions of online trainers out there and some just are not ready to leave with their story yet. It takes a massive amount of courage. It takes bravery. It takes embracing your vulnerability and your willingness to be open. It's, it just demands that you admit your failures and mistakes and take ownership. So I think that what it does is the, the reason why these people are good coaches is because they're not stuck a victim to their ego, fear or judgment. And most people, this is the thing, the 99%, that's where they're stuck. Mm -hmm. They're stuck with this feeling that, you know, I just can't do this. I can't show up online in that way because it's going to damage my ego or I'm going to get, well, they're just fearful of it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I felt that too. Perry felt that too. We just overcome it to to do what we're doing. So in answer to your question, I think that what makes them a good coach is the fact that they are willing to stand up and remove the ego that props them up and keeps them from painful fucking growth. They're good at removing that stuff and stepping into their vulnerability. And I think that's where the power is for these people. It's like, it's not an easy thing to go through. And that's why only 1% will come with us. So, In answer to your question, dude, the very fact that they are willing to become a storytelling fit pro and go through those loops and go through that experience themselves and step up and be vulnerable online, that's what fucking makes them different. That's what makes them special. That's what makes them powerful, man. Nice, man. Yeah. And then I would say to add on to that is, so Matt is saying for them to be a good fitness coach, they need to be a storytelling and fit pro. So that's them. Then I would say next to add on to that, to actually make them a good coach that gets good results. Now we're going to speak in more of a language as well of the people listening to actually get really good results with their clients that are next to none, not just night day program. They get great results months later, they put it back on. No. What makes a good coach, a really, really good coach is they become a storytelling fit pro. And then, and then they understand and they have the level of awareness to know that their clients also have a fit story. Right now, this is something that we cover immensely in, in, in our coaching and everything. But I, this for me is every time I think about it, I, my head wants to just explode off my shoulders, right? Because, and I know this through and through, and every time I talk about it or I listen to it, I just like, I just get full up of this excitement is knowing that if you're listening to this right now and you have clients, 
just simply changing the level of awareness and a new angle of looking at your clients and understanding that they have a story just like you have a story. And then you coach them, okay, not just to get fat loss results, not just to put muscle gain on, but you coach them to rewrite and become the author of their story and change the narrative of how they're living because they've gotten to you for a certain reason, right? And that's because of the story that they've been telling themselves. If you can change the story that they're telling themselves and engrave it into their mind to continue to tell this newfound story for the rest of their life, that is how they're going to get the best results. And that's how you, another way, you're going to stand out in the industry because of the results you get for your clients through Fit Story. Boom. You make a good team, man. <laughs> we appreciate you having, mate. We appreciate you having yeah. us on, man. It's been it's first three-way, boys. First yeah, three-way. Nothing gay about a three-way. No, there's not. There's not, nothing gay. So, just want to thank you both for coming on, man. This has been awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, in terms of driving anyone over to like pages, groups, websites, like where do you want people to find out more? I pretty pretty much know what you're going to say, but yeah, yeah. Uh, because Facebook's your jam, so you probably want to get people there. But um, yeah, let us know where you want people to go find out more. Awesome, man. Facebook, the Fit Story community is where it goes down. Now, anybody that does follow me already that may be listening to this, you'll know that I kind of run my funnel slightly differently organically. Uh, I don't really share a lot of business advice or tips or anything like that on my personal profile. I lead with me. I lead with my brand and my story. And then what, what happens is we give away sick value inside the community. So if you are an online trainer and you do want to know, because there is some curiosity left in the bank, we've, we've scratched the surface today for sure. Um, you want to come and see exactly what our community is about. And again, come into a place that is like a safe haven for you to share your story. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, it's scary as fuck to share it on your social media. So look, come into our community, come and feel it out, connect with people inside. They're just like you. And maybe you can even share a few bits of your story inside our community where you know it's safe, it's free from judgment. And that can be a great stepping stone for you to maybe step up and share your story on your personal profile and see what dramatic impact that has for your brand. So inside the Fit Story community, we would love to see you there. Thank you so much for having us on this podcast. Bro. Yeah, cheers, Alex. Really Thanks, appreciate man. it. Two stand-up guys. Appreciate you both. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy it, I'd be really grateful if you could leave a short review on one of the platforms. And if you're a personal trainer in a commercial gym with 500 plus members and you want to fast track your income growth and learn how to sign multiple new clients a week, reach out to me personally through Facebook or Instagram and just drop me a private message so we can get the conversation started and see if you could be a good fit for one of our programs. All the links to my social can be found in the show notes so we can connect there. See you next week.